0: Hey, thanks for coming back and joining us on another episode here of About Faith. Um, again, I'm always grateful and happy to have people come by uh, and try to keep, you know, having episodes for us. I know last week we didn't have an episode, but I do want to thank everybody for their prayers. And um, I know he's been recently talking about. Uh, battle plan and spiritual warfare and hopefully you've been enjoying the episodes and we're just going to keep like right on talking with that i mean last time we talked about how we have an adversary we have an enemy who literally is trying to take us out he's trying to uh, do whatever it is in his power to uh, remove us from the hand of of god um he can't physically pull us out, but he can cause us to leave God. And uh, that's what he's trying to do. He's warring. Uh, and we have a battle that we have to fight. And a lot of times we have to be make sure that we understand who our enemy is so that we understand who we're fighting. Um, and then we have to also move forward and understand what his plan is what he has uh, because the devil does have a game plan he's trying to again take you out the bible says that the thief cometh not but to steal to kill and to destroy and that's his game plan he wants to destroy take your testimony Uh, he wants to destroy your life he wants you to end up uh with him and uh all the rest of uh uh the, the, the the devils that uh decided to go with him and go against god he wants you all to miss god and miss eternity and with God, and He wants you to throw all of that away. So, uh, we're just gonna keep talking about uh, those things. And I remember, as I was uh, recently here, as I was studying, I started to think about that how we are are, are now on God's side, and we no longer can do the things uh, the way we once did them. When we start to look at how uh, God has changed us, and God has saved us, and God has made us new in Him, we can no longer go back to. Uh, I mean, you can go back, but when you're trying to fight spiritually you can't fight and handle things the way you once did yes yes i understand we have an adversary yes i understand that we have an enemy who is attacking us but he is doing everything in his power to take us out like we were just saying and i'm not just talking about some minuscule things and i do understand that sometimes it seems as if the devil is mixing with the already troubles of life to try to frustrate us and make us uh uh Uh, Make us want to throw it in the towel. Uh, I'm not just talking about, you know, a a flat tire here or a fender bender here. But, you know, when you start to really go through those trials of the mind and you start to battle those things that it, it seems like only 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 thing that helps or can help is the holy spirit is jesus uh, that's what he's trying to do he's trying to get you to a place where you are alone where he can begin to talk to you more and more and begin to uh, uh try to get you to not focus on god and try to get you not to focus on his word and what god has already promised you you see he only has these evil intentions and plans for your life and i've often heard it said that the enemy will, 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 will use whoever will allow him to use them. But we have to understand that now that we're on the Lord's side, we can't go popping off like we used to. And every time something is wrong, we're losing, uh, 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 losing ourselves and losing our character. We have to always remain in character, even if, you know, the, the enemy or our faith is being tried at the moment. I was reading in 2 Corinthians, Paul was writing and he started to write to a divided church. Uh, and basically, there were some that were resisting his authority and ministry and they were being seduced by these false teachers. And I like how Paul called. He called them uh, later on in 2 uh, uh, in Corinthians. He calls these, these these people the ministers of Satan. He said that they were. Uh, and, and these people were only saying that Paul was only bold uh, when he was writing letters, but when he was away from them. But he was never bold uh, when he was with them. And one thing the devil will try to do when you start to engage uh, 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 with him in spiritual warfare is he will try to get you, as we were talking about earlier, as I stated earlier, he will try to get you to uh, act out of character. Uh, I remember a time when I first got saved and I was working and. had no problem with uh, we had to scrap, as they say, we we just had to do that. Um, But I remember getting saved and I understood that I couldn't do that. And I remember working with an individual and uh, let's just say that he allowed the devil to use him and he wanted to try me. But I understood that if I stooped to his level and i got out of character and i started to act as the way he was acting and let him allow me to uh push me to that point to where now uh we're uh fighting and we're doing all these things in in a store now i've not only lost my witness to him but i've lost my witness to everyone around me see so you can't allow you have to be smarter than the devil you have to realize what he's trying to do you have to use discernment at all times because what he's trying to do is trying to get you to uh get out of your character but in every situation uh, you have to be willing to discern what is happening and you have to be able to respond the way Jesus would have responded I get it. We can be angry and sin not But what paul is teaching us here is that uh, we aren't fighting against flesh and blood Um, but uh, we almost learn how to although we are fighting We're not just fighting against flesh and blood We have to have to also have to learn how to be gentle and meek being gentle doesn't make you weak a lot of times, that's what they try to uh, uh, display Christianity as. When I say they, there's a particular group, of priests, they try to make Christianity look like uh, it, if you're going to be a Christian, you're just weak. But it actually takes strength to understand what's going on and not, uh, 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 and, and it also takes strength to have what, I, what I'm looking for is to say we have to have emotional control. Uh, it takes strength to, 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 to be able to bridle your tongue. It takes strength to be able to control your emotions. It takes a man or a real man or a real woman to be able to be gentle and meek when somebody's not being gentle and meek with you. The Bible tells us that we are peacemakers. We're not around going around trying to stir up strife and stir up anger and stir up confusion and stir up arguments and stir up mess, but we ought to be peacemakers. We ought to be gentle and we ought to be meek. And we have to understand that the work of ministry is a spiritual warfare. Uh, it's a spiritual warfare with spiritual enemies, spiritual warfare with spiritual enemies. And it, it is for a spiritual purpose. This means that each battle I face or each trial that I have to go through, uh, it isn't meaningless. What I go through won't be for nothing. Uh, it, it, it will in turn be a blessing for me. But it's going to glorify God. You see, God is not going to allow me to go through things and fight and, and 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 engage in all these spiritual battles. That and then not not only that, but just allow me to fail. If I want to succeed, God has already given us the recipe to success, to how to win each and every battle. But I want you to know that each and every battle that you go through is not just to go through just to say, "Oh, I went through a battle." But there's going to be a uh, there is always a blessing at the end of every battle. Uh, whether it's I'm gonna say it's always gonna be a spiritual blessing at the end of every battle. The Bible talks about how we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. God is not going to allow you to go through and you fight, you're fighting, and you're trying to uh be victorious. And then when he brings you out, he's not gonna bring you out and you're not a little bit more closer to him. You see, you ask people always say they want higher heights in God and they want to go to deeper depths in God, but those things don't happen. Just by chance, there's going to be some toil and there's going to be some warfare that you're going to have to engage in before you can reach those higher heights and deeper depths. In 2 Corinthians 10 and 3, he says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not cornal, but mighty through, the, through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every hot thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when obedience is fulfilled. And I think it goes without saying that uh, we, of course, are humans. I mean, no, I can look at you and tell you are human. Um, but. And we have to understand that that alone brings its own challenges, it brings its own difficulties in life and weaknesses the bible talks about how man born of a woman is of a few days and and, and it's full those days are full of trouble a few days and full of trouble so we life already has its challenges uh for us but now that you're on god's side you have to understand that you are you have picked the side of an army an army an ongoing war and now that you're on god's side you have to be prepared to fight and we can't fight battles as the world does he says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal you see the world they they fight uh uh, they use the weapons like personal influence or uh these impressive credentials or wealth and fame and uh they even may use political power um but you see all of those things they only work here on earth they only work in the natural realm. But in a spiritual battle, it those things do nothing for you. Your status quo will do nothing for you when it comes to a spiritual battle. How much money you got does nothing for you when it comes to a spiritual battle. How many weights you can lift does nothing for you when it comes to a spiritual battle. Ah, uh, but we have to fight the way God has taught us to fight. I want you to understand something that, that the enemy uh, uh, the enemy does have weapons. When you look at 2 Corinthians 10, 1 through 6, as we just read, though, the word warfare there means to campaign. Just like in Paul's time, uh, you have false teachers attempting to destroy the work of God. Or as he stated, as we talked about earlier, uh, ministers of Satan campaigning for reasons why Paul was wrong and what he was preaching. People shouldn't go with and they should be uh, uh, living uh, 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 a different way. You had those, uh, what is it, Ju- Judaizers who were teaching something different from what Paul was teaching and trying to get people to uh, 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 not follow the teaching that Paul was teaching them when he's concerning Christ being the Messiah, concerning Christ being the Savior. And you have those same things going on now. You have people that are in church, that are in pulpits, and they are not teaching the Word of God. They're not teaching you how you can live saved. They're not teaching you how you can live holy as a matter of. Fact, when they see people that are willing to live holy, when they see people that are willing to live right, a lot of times you hear them say it doesn't take all that. God knows my heart, and I'm not trying to be religious. They have all these things and all these excuses because one thing the devil is doing, he's actually putting up a mental wall to keep people from hearing the word of truth. The Bible talks about how he has blinded the minds of people, he's he's blinded it so the gospel of truth can be hid from them. He's blinding them because he wants to keep them in bondage. He wants to keep them in spiritual darkness. Uh, But we have to present the glorious light of the gospel. You see where the devil has a tactic. God always has a better tactic. The devil wants to keep them blinded in darkness, but God has the glorious light of the gospel. You have people still campaigning today. It doesn't take all that to live safe. It doesn't take all that to live holy. It doesn't take all that to live right. It doesn't take all that to make it to heaven. You don't have to live by this scripture. You don't have to live by that scripture. You don't have to live by the word of God. But I want you to know that if you expect to uh, go to heaven, you're going to have to live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. We still have those ministers of Satan today. Those people that are not trying to uplift the kingdom. But rather, whether whether they realize it or not, I'm assuming they would realize that they're being used by the enemy. And they're, what they're doing is they're secretly tearing down the temple. The Bible said that there are certain men that have crept in unawares. The devil has Im- infiltrated. You see, it's real warfare. He has infiltrated the church in using people. To try to bring down, bring down the church from the inside. He's blinded their minds. He's putting up mental walls around these people's minds, trying to keep them in darkness. He also has some other texts. The Bible says in 1 John 2 and 16 says, For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. It is not of the father, but is of the world. You see, when you look at these, these are the same tactics. You see the devil using on Eve in the garden. and Even you see him try the same tactics on Jesus. That's how he got Eve to eat the fruit, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and the pride of life. He tried to use those same tactics on the second Adam. tried to use it on Jesus. But Jesus showed us how we can have the victory. The Bible teaches that we are we ought to be prepared to fight back. In other words, we, are to be, we, we shouldn't be ignorant to the enemy's tactics. So it's important for us to know that he has a game plan. But God has already given us the tools necessary to withstand every attack of the enemy. Our warfare is against spiritual forces. And we have to understand worldly weapons won't work. When engaging in spiritual warfare, aggression, violence, wealth, charisma, political solution. None of these are able to bring down and break the strongholds of Satan. Often today, the church is trying to use the world's weapons. You see, they're trying to bring in excitement. They're trying to bring in entertainment. They're trying to entertain you. Philosophy. Psychology. But all these things, they may be good in their place, but nothing takes the place that the truth of God has already given us for the battle. You won't win a spiritual battle using the world's devices. The only weapons that will be adequate to do such a, 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 a good job against the enemy's tactics must have divine power and come from God. Weapons such as the blood of Jesus, the authority of Jesus's name, etc., etc. We have to be willing to use the tools that God has given us. If we expect to engage in spiritual warfare. We're going to continue on with this series and try to talk about some of the tools and the weapons that God has given us to fight and engage in spiritual battles. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Until next time, we're going to go ahead and roll the outro. This has been another episode of the About Faith Podcast. With me, your host, T.J. Hartman. I want to thank you for tuning in. Man, this show wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you. So why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And on all your social media platforms, share it with your friends. And until next time, be blessed.